0: what's up everybody i'm chris barker and this is the masscom troubleshooter the podcast that seeks to aid those trying to get a nice footing in the industry as a whole and those going through school right now for a mass communications degree just like i have and so many before me we hope you enjoy our information granted to you each saturday at 2 p.m right here on this podcast What's up, everybody? You're listening to the MassCom Troubleshooter Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Barker, and with me today is... Adam Martin. Welcome, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Just got out of a test, found out I just had to make a 50 to keep an A in the class, so... That's always fun. Yes, it is. (laughs) So you are part of the marketing team, PR team here at Piedmont? Yes, uh, two
1: years ago, I started in the marketing and communications team here at, at, uh, at what was then Piedmont College, now Piedmont University, uh, as basically an assistant, um, and then uh, quickly rose up to project manager. And in that role, I'm responsible for the department's uh, budget, uh, all projects, publications, uh, in the form, of everything from video, print, um, advertising, everything that comes through uh, press releases, everything that comes through um, the communications department and marketing uh, pretty much passes through over my desk and uh, I find the money to make it happen. Um, Sometimes that can be good, sometimes it can be bad and sometimes you just have to fudge it until you can make it happen.
0: Yeah, that definitely sounds like a tough job to have just because, you know, just from the perspective of a student trying to look at different aspects of the mass comm industry and PR and marketing and everything, there's just a lot that goes into these different parts just because, you know, you got to make sure that all the different pieces line up and make it to where the school looks appealing to the outside world and that people who might want to come here. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I know you have a... A deep history in the field as a whole. I think you said something about uh, Emmy and a Peabody. Yes,
1: um, I uh, I come from a world, uh, the world of television and film. Uh, that was my uh, 20 years prior to being here at Piedmont, and uh, within that um, time, I did win a uh, Emmy for a made-for-television movie uh, for Turner Network Television TNT. Uh, uh, it's called Door to Door. It was uh, starring William H Macy and Helen Mirren, who was sort of not really all that known at the time, and and uh, it, it's a true story about a door to door salesman, and um, it, it's a very heartwarming story. I, I recommend, even though it's uh, you know it's it was um, filmed and produced in 2002, I recommend going and seeing just. Just to see William H Macy uh, younger and, and a younger Helen Mirren. Um, it's kind of between her, 2001 A Space Odyssey and and her current uh, um, stardom. Uh, but yeah, I won the, and we also won a Peabody for the uh, storytelling um, and, and the and the, s- the story itself of it being very inspirational from the Grady College of of journalism at uh, University of Georgia, and that was more of a collaborative um, effort. But the the Emmy was was more of my um, uh, promotion and and producer role in that uh, film uh, with the with the network. And and going uh, back to uh, here at Piedmont, being project manager, being a producer, and being a project manager is really not a lot different it's just uh things are 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 called um uh things are just named different they're the same thing but they're just called something else in a whole different industry and in having that producer experience that I had for 20 years uh, really helped me with this current position and um, collaborating with a a group that was um Sort of in its infantile, uh, or not really infantile. I Guess that's the wrong word, but more of a, a rejuvenation um, of itself. We were when I started. We had uh, um, hired a new um, director of marketing communication. We had also um, um, given our desi- our wonderful designer, a lot more responsibility, a lot more creative, um, and uh, we also. Um, uh, had uh, another addition, which is a, a parent-student uh, liaison uh, within our group that was um, uh, that was seen as as needed uh, to you know to make that communication happen, and and that was something that came uh, to us through admissions, um, and and with our little group, we're we're slowly and growing. We're getting a, um, a digital um <coughs> digital marketing manager uh, coming up uh, if you're interested go to the, the Piedmont.edu and look up the job description mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who uh, uh, are interested in that um, it's it's uh, it's it's up for grabs right now and it's a pretty it's gonna be a pretty exciting position um, and uh, it's gonna I, I see it as 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 working it's gonna be working in tandem with I think our new business um, program that's a digital marketing uh, business out of the Walker School of Business um, program that's going to start happening, I think, next fall. Don't hold me to that, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's either already started or it's starting. But, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, a very interesting experience just in the past two years of having um, being a part of the growth of, this, of our department, which is under uh, the university advancement team. Which does all the fundraising, and whenever you see Leo mascot outside of a sporting event, uh, that's usually our other cohorts in the development and alumni side, um, and that's we're all under that umbrella at the Hobbs House over there behind GB. Um, that little used to be the president's house, but that's that's kind of where we are. But um, but yeah, we're we're looking to grow along with the with the university to you know expand and and, and be. You know, a little more creative and, and uh, uh, um, with our marketing and uh, and getting our visibility and working more closely with admissions with our um, uh, um, retention and recruitment um, mm-hmm. so that that's uh, where we're sort of uh, uh, the direction we're heading right now yeah,
0: and that definitely seems like a very interesting direction to head in because you know with the w- with the current nature of you know, COVID and how we're currently trying to make sure everything can so, you know, still occur the next few semesters while we're under you know, quarantine and lockdown and you know, COVID regulations as a whole. It's just getting that message out there of, hey, we're still here. We still want you to come and experience college through us. That's definitely got to be a tough prospect. And I know the building you're talking about. My sister actually works in the basement of that building and sometimes she even works as Leo, you know, kind of the worst held secret here. Oh, is that Danielle? Yes. Uh, oh, Rebecca yes. Danielle. Danielle. I love Danielle. Yes, yeah, so that's my sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's great. Um, most of the time. But, <laughs> you know, and getting that message through to, you know, potential students and everything has definitely got to be rough. So you have to, I, I know y'all have Overhauled the website. I don't know if that was your group or a different group. It was. It is. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. That uh, the the website we um, we started looking at it uh, a couple of years ago when we our contract was up with the current company that was hosting it. And so we decided to just completely host it ourselves and also work with our um, ITS department here at Piedmont um, to help maintain and and, uh, one of the things I did um, uh, with the first jobs was uh, any kind of press release for um, a a theater um, program or a music program or uh, an art exhibit at the which I call the Mesma um, and I'm trying to make that stick um, but uh, because it's kind of hard to Mason Scharfenstein Museum of Art and then I kind of think of MoMA out of New York. Um, so we're, we're trying to make that. S- anyway, that was one of my first jobs, is, is, was putting on the website those press releases that I would get from uh, Miss um, Brantley and also uh, uh, Professor Kelly from the art department and um, Dr. Hansen, Music and uh, um, uh, uh, Kathy Blandon in the theater group. And would just, you know, update, because that was my extent, and I had not had any web experience, so when we decided to do this, we went outside um, to a company that had uh, a very specific um, uh, agency that, uh, called Five Degrees, they're actually four people, Uh, two are based in Birmingham, and two are based in Louisville, Kentucky, but their specialty is to go in and re- re Vampire Hall, or whatever you want to call it, um, university college websites. And they know the, the workings of what needs to be said and, and, and recruitment and, and retention. And we had also, um, uh, I mentioned before, worked with admissions. And we really wanted that to be our uh, frontward-facing um, uh, main recruitment tool. So that's why... Now, we have uh, immediately on the home page is the Piedmont Promise, which is our, um, which is our new mission that states uh, uh, Piedmont, uh, the way um, you as a student would experience Piedmont, and that's a, a passionate, um, practical, and um, uh, goodness, I'm, 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 I can't believe I am forgetting the other word my boss is going to kill me for that but it's uh yeah it's it's the three p's but it's um uh, it it's it's uh something that we have been that we are putting out there to uh, use as a um as a mantra for the, the university because the university is even though we are a university we're still you know a twelve to one you know teacher student ratio and and we're still a, a very close knit community, and um, uh, and so we're you know we're still trying to show and, and make that happen, and make it also a little bit easier to navigate uh, from everyone, uh, specifically you know uh, high school students who are looking at colleges or universities, and and also those who are wanting to maybe continue their education. As well, um, and we built a whole new Athens page, which didn't exist, uh, wasn't wasn't as prominent as it is now. Uh, before, because um, we uh, had, of course, um, just uh, moved campuses to a new building there, um, and that's more of your um, your your continuing education. Someone who maybe had 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 um, had come in and, and, and done their two years, but then had either emergency or just was burnt out or something within they just want to continue and then also you know um, there's a huge master's program there as well and 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 here you know to discount demarest at all but but uh, we all just consider demarest you know the home base here the mothership so to speak and and um, but yeah th- it's it's the whole website is uh, is um based uh now geared and based towards recruitment and retention
0: And that's definitely a, you know, a strong prospect of the school. There's definitely a large number of people that are coming in, and I guess that's what shifted, which I guess that from what I've heard is what caused the shift to a more university focus because we're gaining in size, we're gaining in the ability to, you know, host these big, like, symposium events and research events and everything while also moving on with the production of, you know, more residency halls. We're bringing in more available space, so with that, you know, there's also the hope of, more people coming in and actually staying on campus and living on campus but also there's the individuals who are commuters like you were saying with the master's program in Athens they can commute to Athens or they can commute here to Demarest I know there's a couple of master's programs that are on offer here as well like the the business office has quite a few but you know when looking at uh, those different prospects from the outside it can definitely seem a little intimidating. And, you know, with the new format of the website, I looked over it a little bit and everything. It definitely seems like it has a better flow to it than the older website. Um, there's some aspects of it that I can't quite get my ha- head around just because, you know, when looking for the final exam schedule, I wasn't able to actually find it like on the old website. But I, I managed to find it through some other sources. But still.
1: Yeah, it, it's still a work in progress. And that... Um uh, part of the the, the digital um, uh, marketing manager part of part of that person's job will be to maintain the website, um, and that's that's one of the things that we are uh, that we did commit to first was just that outward facing and recruitment attention. So if somebody could go on, they could just hit one button, and then it would take them to, hey, I want to major in. You know, and I want to see what all MassCom has to offer and what classes I have to take to take this and to have this major and that. And so that's kind of where we're we're leading to. But then when it gets down to the minutiae and a little bit of the scheduling stuff, that's where we're still mm-hmm. filling in the blanks, so to speak. And we literally have a uh, a Google Doc that we're all sharing. And when we have time, we're we're back. But we're hoping in the next month or two to get all that, uh, all that uh, together, so that it can be a an easy, easy search and and, e- and a lot more. Because that w- that was actually a, a feedback that we got from our prior website is that things were just a little bit difficult and um, to to find and, and schedules. And I know uh, what we were doing with uh, well I was working with the provost office last year w- for commencement and. We were updating you know for students to know exactly because i mean we were slapped you know right in the middle of covid and uh, we were trying to figure out what in the world are we going to do and that's when we decided you know we were going to live stream uh we were going to have to be we were bound and determined to have our students have that experience to walk and walk on that stage and um we followed every cdc and we had an internal COVID task force that we, uh, that was put together that, that did a lot of, um, of this planning uh, that, you know, you saw last year the scrolls that were handed out. The reason why that was is, is to, to, um, uh, to not have to touch the same object. Like you would, uh, like uh, Mr. Arundel would hand out your book diploma well, this year it was just a scroll as, as um, I can get a little uh, behind the scenes here. It was known as the Goblet of Fire because <laughs> it looked like that in the, the middle. It was kind of an internal joke with us all. But um, uh, but uh, it was where they could actually, you know, so that a graduate did have something. So when they did walk off of stage and come over to have their picture taken, you know, they did have something to, you know, have something to, you know, picture taking with you know but uh, but we're slowly getting back to to normal we are we are going to live stream again uh, with this being our first commencement as a university uh, coming up a week from Friday goodness Um, and uh, we are uh, allowing two tickets uh, per graduate uh, a guest or two guests per graduate um, and then we are going to have uh, social distancing, requiring masks, and um, and all that. A- and then you know, eventually, as, as you know, things get a little bit more. Um, you know, I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on my head here. Um, uh, better across the world, uh, we'll, we're we're going to get back normal. However, with the college growing, we're going to have to eventually address the issue of of uh, how many. You know when we are packed in like starting, you know how many we can uh, uh how many guest tickets we are which has been a hot button issue on our on our on our Facebook and I think a little bit on the uh, the Piedmont app as well which is which I think is wonderful I follow that all the time and I that's how I I know what uh, what students are mm-hmm. thinking you know and and how to <laughs> kind of address some of the issues and, and, uh, and we all follow that in, in our department too but um but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's going to be a learning experience in the next uh, two years, uh, a, a growing experience, uh, learning how to to accommodate um, our you know uh, our graduating classes. Because um, before uh, we didn't require any tickets for our graduate because we really didn't need to. We had plenty of room, and I plenty of room, and and I have personally. Um, measured the my center and you can um i mean i've gone and sat down on each bleacher on each seat and you can fit around 1400 people uh comfortably um but you know in the future with with uh, the more uh, students that we have uh in the next couple of years we're going to be facing that uh, that uh graduation class that's going to be at that uh that's going to be at that total that's going to be making us think about uh, hmm maybe we might need to raise some money or try to possibly build a larger auditorium or or have um, something outside whether that's always a a, a nightmare weather scenario depending uh, you know there's always a contingency plan but um, but uh, but that's you know something we are looking at and, and uh as far as commencement and not just commencement but other large larger student activities and 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 you know expanding on that, that's something that we are you know working with advancement um, is to uh, to have more activities on campus to do more um, student and alumni events and and where I'm going with this is is what you were referring to earlier, Chris is that um, about the engagement um, and and the business opportunities and the opportunities postgraduate and having those relationships and bringing our alumni together um, one of the things we're, we're starting this fall is line fest and it's we're moving um, our alumni weekend from the spring to the fall uh, to coincide with homecoming and um, and and with also with the, the, the university status and the SACS accreditations and all that comes those corporate liaisons that we um, wouldn't have necessarily had in the past that we're going to have in the future. And, and that's going to be more, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I just said, opportunities for, you know, students who graduate to hopefully immediately get that, you know, that first job right off the bat after Graduation. I recommend taking at least you know a couple of weeks off because you've earned it. But um, uh, like I did. But uh, um, but yeah, uh, getting you know um, getting in the immediately into the job market. That's that's the the main goal. Is and that's again. I just remembered part of the Piedmont Promise. It's personal, passionate, and practical. And the practical side of that is the getting um, helping uh, students achieve that that first job in that, in that industry that, that they really had spent four years, you know, working and concentrating and, and, and getting that diploma to get into that, that specific field that they want to, uh, to make that their, their,
0: their life's mission. Yeah, it's definitely hard getting into the, it definitely seems like it's going to be hard getting into the field after, you know, we take the time out to come here for four years. Some people have been six or more to get their masters as well but just getting that you know getting into that position afterwards it's definitely seems like it's going to be a uphill battle especially with the current way things are with COVID and everything and you know while we're on the topic of getting into a brand new position getting into the job as a whole I'm definitely curious to hear how you ended up getting into the field and everything and how you ended up getting you know Getting your Emmy and everything, getting to the point where you were able to do all these things, and eventually, you know, coming here to Piedmont. It
1: was it was uh, my career actually was started by happenstance. Actually, and, um, I went to I'm a, a graduate of uh, class of '95 from Emory University, and my first two years I went to Oxford College of Emory University, and it's actually a lot like Piedmont in size. Um, uh, Piedmont College. We had at the time in 91 when I uh, graduated and started my freshman year, we had 550 students uh, that, and we had to live on campus and we had to live in dorms and we could not have a car um, if you were a freshman. Uh, um, uh, only the sophomores. And it was just a, um, you earned your associates of arts degree there and then you had your uh, um, choice of continuing on to Emory and getting your BA from Emory or transferring out to another institution. I know a lot of my colleagues did. Um, they either went on to Emory, um, went on to UGA, or went on to other institutions. But um, once I had graduated Emory, I was supposed to go to law school. And I had taken my LSATs, did decent, and, um, and had been accepted to a couple. And I had, um, I had a chance to go to California to, um, to do an internship uh, at Buena Vista Television. And um, I, it was in the affiliate relations. And I, I'm kind of dating myself here, but at that time, Buena Vista was producing such shows as The Ellen Show, not the current talk show, but the actual sitcom, Uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, (laughs) um, uh, uh, they were, um, they had produced in the past Golden Girls, they were just going into syndication, uh, as was other um, uh, shows that were ABC uh, and Buena Vista produced uh, shows, uh, because at that time Disney was buying ABC and that whole transition was going on, but anyway, i worked in affiliate relations and that was trying to get um all of uh, buena vista produce shows onto abc affiliates and so that was a little bit of advertising so that was what i had kind of you know you know uh started to learn from and my father got ill so i came back to georgia um and then i thought well i want to want to stay you know in this field so i um uh just kind of floundered for a little bit, tried to find you know I didn't really know anything about it and and then um as the uh, a couple of years went on, I was at a, a a Christmas party, and I had mentioned to a family friend, you know of course your you know, your family's going to say well what are you going what are you doing now or what are you doing and I said, well I'm you know currently working at uh, patagonia <laughs> and um and but I really like to get into television I'd like to work at this place called Turner Broadcasting down the street but can't seem to get in well um uh apparently one of the senior vice presidents of network operations was at that party and so I was given the introduction and uh was told to send in my resume which maybe had about uh, my Patagonia job and the Buena the job on there at the time and um uh I I went and I interviewed and I interviewed for a job in closed captioning and um that uh, was um, the job that I ended up getting two years later uh, two years I was saying two weeks later I got a call and uh, and they offered me the job had no experience was freaking out and uh, but it basically was taking the inventory at Turner at the time which a lot of uh, people may or may not know had over the years acquired the MGM library of film and Television. Um, it also acquired Hanna-Barbera cartoon, anything Warner Brother produced cartoons, um, which is Looney Tunes, and so that's that's why t- under Turner right now there's you know the Cartoon Network, there's you know a, a plethora of of, of uh, media um, uh, library that they have, and they were able to grow the networks with that. But anyway, I started there, and then I made friends in, in working in the library, and then a position for a production assistant at TNT on-air marketing um, became available, and I uh, always want to say audition, but I um, applied for the position and uh, got the job. Um, at that time, AOL had acquired Time Warner, and um, things were kind of a little crazy, and, and you know people were excited, but people were disappointed anyway. It was just a, a wacky Time and uh, I started there um, just basically um, mm-hmm. getting tapes and logging tapes and and um, uh, sound bites uh, and uh, ma- uh, logging time code for producers. Um, and uh, then ended up each year working my way, way up becoming uh, eventually an assistant producer. And then um, I sort of complained to my boss, not really complained, I guess I brought to attention to my boss that, hey, the assistant producer and the associate producer kind of do the same thing. So I was the last assistant producer in that, in that position or in that department. Um, and then they realized that it was, but there was also a group of associate producers that we, what we did were what we called at the time repost, where someone had already produced a spot for a movie and um, and we just retagged it with a new ti- day and time,
0: and we spent a lot
1: of nights. and These were a lot of night shift um, working from you know um, uh, the eleven uh, to seven shifts, and um, this is obviously twenty four hour operation. And then once I, I started working my way up, I just you know um, learned by doing, and I figured out I was a pretty good rider. Um, a promo writer, not really, I, I I could not write a novel today if I was, a gun was put to my head to do that. But um, I uh, um, came up with some good uh, taglines, catchphrases fra- catch and all that stuff and and became um, a writer-producer. And that was in 2002 when Door to Door happened and I got to work with the team because it was an, an in-house produced movie. And uh, that's what led me to that. And then And then later on, um, uh, worked on several different uh, original series uh, within Turner, and um, from uh, TNT, TBS, all merged together. We merged together into one marketing department. So I got to work on a lot of drama and comedy. And I'll tell you one thing: it is so much harder to write comedy than it is drama. And uh, I'm sure people have said that, you know. have heard that before but it it just from experience it is and and that's why you know you see I have complete and total respect for um Mm -hmm. the uh the comedians that come out of Second City come out of the Groundlings and and all that and 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 the work that's done on you know SNL and 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 the sitcoms themselves I mean those are just hard shows to uh, not that I'm knocking any dramas; they're pretty hard too to come up with and and everything. Uh, but it just it's it's harder to write a joke than just a a serious you know statement. I'll say. Um, but uh, but getting back to Turner, I eventually ended up uh, getting an offer to go to New York um, to work uh, for A um, and E Networks. Um, this was. Uh, this led from my experience in marketing and doing, uh, creating franchises and and ad sales and kind of uh, folding that into uh, what I was doing and partnering with companies to advertise on these networks and and Annie at the time did not have a lot of franchises so they I was recruited to go there and it had always been my dream to go to New York and work and live and, and everything so I finally got that and. And, um, and put together you know, uh, a, a nice uh, set of franchises, mainly my expertise at that time was uh, with, with movie studio franchises, working with um, um, uh, um, kind of intertwining and um, uh, putting together spots that would uh, promote a film along with a network uh, show. And you see a lot of those out there that are you know you'll see a promo for um, I remember one I did for Big Bang Theory and then uh, on TBS and then it was you know brought to you by No Strings Attached and then you can be everything from a a thirty second where you're in an edit bay um, with an editor and you can just tag out you know where it's just you know you take that spot take five seconds off and add the five second tag to. Doing a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars shoot. That's a one eight hundred funny, with Rain Wilson. That's completely about monsters versus aliens. You know, at the time and and um, and it, it, it it's just that you know, um, you know yin and yang. It just kind of all that goes into uh, together. And then with TNT, you know, uh, movie spotlights. So that was some of our franchises. The. Um, Uh, I know the new classics were there, but we phased that out and and, um, turned them into the the TNT movie Spotlight. And then with A&E, I did um, instead of kind of behind the scenes, we did behind the lens. And then um, we also did um, In Focus, which was more, uh, would uh, be a standalone interstitial that would talk more about what the movie is about rather than, the movie was made aka behind the lens and then after that i was recruited onto discovery uh, networks and worked uh, at discovery uh, tlc um, velocity uh, um, uh, investigation discovery um, which some of those those shows scared the crap out of me sometimes you know just watching that like oh that could happen really okay um uh and and then from there, uh, I'd been there about two years. And um, Discovery being a worldwide um, company and phenomenon, because not only do what you see at Discovery Networks um, that you'll see, you know, Alaska Bush People or Naked and Afraid, that doesn't just air here, that airs in Asia, that airs in Europe, that airs in Australia, you know, there's. Discovery Network's everywhere, and, and with that, um, the uh, general manager and CEO of Discovery, David Zaslov, decided he wanted to really go after sports in Europe, and so what he did was uh, acquired uh, investors to um, buy Eurosport, and then they bid for the Olympics, and um, pretty much outbid the BBC uh, for the rights to air the Olympics in Europe. And um, so with that said, they had to make some cutbacks here. So that here being domestic, so I was part of that cutback. And um, and so then I found myself kind of with a lot of other producers, uh, writer producers that had worked in marketing at the time, finding ourselves in different uh, uh, sort of predicaments of how do I go, where do I go from here? And where I went was where I, had my strong suit was writing, and so I maintained my contacts. And um, if someone needed, you know, uh, to, uh, to write a promo or to write what we would call RFPs, request for product, and, and it would be a list of, you would just do a, um, a, a couple of paragraphs about, you know, how if if we were going to promote this, how would we promote this, and. Um, And I would, you know, charge a day rate or um, I never went into an hourly rate. I did a day rate um, or I would do a project based rate. um, And then uh, that sort of dried up a little bit. And and also, I found myself not really liking to work for myself and by myself. You know, some people just thrive on that. And I have friends Mm -hmm. that have just made that transition seamlessly I didn't do it um so I I thought well I need to add more to my um, repertoire and I need to learn how to edit I need to learn some sound design I need to learn um just the basic tech side of my business that I've taken for granted for so many years so I came to Piedmont knowing that uh there was a wonderful mass communication program this and they taught that here, and um, and if I could learn that, I could go on, well, I did that, and I came here, and I ended up talking to several people, and next thing I know, I'm offered a position in the mass, uh, um, on, the marketing and communications office here, uh, with my experience, and, and I was told what, what, what they were trying to, um, you know, their goal for the future was, and and uh, I did kind of sit and in, in greet people at Hobbs for a while t- while they figured out what the world they were going to do with me, um, and uh, and then I found my niche, and I just kind of fit in, and, and project manager seemed to be something that was needed in that group, and I had the experience uh, as a producer to kind of to do that, so that's kind of where I, I, I've kind of landed in 2021, and And I do have to say that you know I have to, you know, give a a huge shout out to my team because we are basically a team of four in in a in a college transitioning to a university during a pandemic, um, where before if I was working at a at a network or or a film studio. this is something that probably would have been postponed, a rebrand would have been postponed, or we would have just thrown everything to an agency. Th- and, and, and when I say throw, I'm, thr- I'm talking about throwing the work and the money uh, to that agency, but we didn't do that. We um, got together, and I you know have to, um, you know, hats off to s- my colleagues who came up with the new logo on their own. And this was uh, this was our designer, um, uh, her husband, who is an art professor here, and his student, who was her or is her um, st- uh, student worker. Um, they all came together and came up with this idea and, and that you know sort of embodied that Piedmont promise and our new mission to have you know a faculty member a staff member and a student to collaborate and to have something that's now hopefully going to last another hundred plus years um uh it probably will be tweaked a little bit but but i i do have to you know say kudos and not just you know to that you know group but to the college in general and, and the university in general for um everybody from the students to the faculty to the staff to the administration for you know pulling off what we did, you know, during a pandemic pandemic, and, and also sort of, I, th- I think sort of maintaining, um, life as normal as we mm-hmm. can kind of expect it to be as normal during, you know, a lockdown, you know, something that has, you know, not happened in over a hundred years, um, since our first World War pretty much, and, and, um, and, and to be able to uh, to still have, to, to follow the rules, to have classes, to make everyone happy, a, as happy as they can be, and to, to kind of appease everyone, and hopefully, you know, obviously um, students come first to, to make them happy and to, to make, you know, their, to have their needs met, you know, and still continue on with their education and not just stop and say, hey, you know, we're going to, Put the brakes on this and you know see you next year, you know that kind of thing um, and I think that this institution did a wonderful job um, as, as far as is uh, making that happen every and like I said, everybody from you know the students to top level administration you know and, and uh, I just think that was a huge uh, commitment and and it shows the passion that a lot of um, faculty, students, and staff have here uh, that I haven't uh, really experienced in a lot of other places. A lot of people want to come in and just punch a time clock and, 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 and come in and leave, you know, come in at eight, leave at five. But here, they don't. They want to help. They want to see what they can do. And if the job's not done, um, stay till it is. You know, that kind of thing. So that and, and I think that's also instilled in a lot of students um if it's not instilled in them before they come here and if it, if that's not why they come here it, it is when they leave and uh and so that's that's just what I have just experienced my my two uh, two and a half years here and, and I just um have have uh, um, been um, you know kind of awestruck about it and, and, uh, and everything and from what i've you know ex- experienced through other um uh, my friends who have Oh my goodness! Who now have kids who are going away to college and and, uh, and graduating college, and uh, it's making me feel old again. But um, but still, uh, um, you know, the way you know their students look at where they're going and, and or where they've come from, as to compared to you know the Piedmont family, and uh, and I just think it's it's a wonderful thing that's that that I've been able to experience and to be. Able
0: it definitely sounds like a lot of hard work and experience that, you know, you've been through getting to this point and at this point currently trying to make sure everything, you know, gets done properly and, mm-hmm. in a time efficient manner. And, you know, as we're coming up on the end of the show here, um, usually I ask uh, my other, you know, co-hosts and guests and everything what they wish they had known when they first started. However, instead, I think I want to ask you over the years, How has the industry changed?
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, I, 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 uh, the industry has changed um, a a lot from me carrying a, when I was at first at Turner and working in the library doing closed captioning from carrying a tape that is the size of a briefcase. And I'm talking, I'm looking at these speakers here, you know, and tapes that are that size that were called D2s. Digital twos, I don't know what the twos stood for. I just knew it was digital too. And then graduating to um, more, everything got smaller. You know, the D2s went from suitcase size to, you know, a notebook size, you know, to uh, an iPhone size to eventually just a file that lived on a server somewhere. <laughs> and, and I witnessed that. And that was, um, I think, the part of the, this industry uh, that I, you know, that has changed the most is we've gone from, from the physical, um, the physical tape to just the, you know, the media that lives in you know these little numbers that work themselves inside a hard drive or a server or something. And and I w- you know was talking to a couple of friends of mine who are um, in still in the business and are working um, on a couple of films and. and you know, now, um, well, well, back in, in the day, um, you know, you would go and you would shoot. While you were shooting a movie, you'd have something called dailies, and those dailies are what uh, the producers took back home and looked at and marked, and the director and whoever you know was involved with the, with the film, um, and marked the, the takes and the shots that they liked with the time code and and. Um and basically, it it just hours and hours of footage. Well, now um, there's a company called Frame IO that is um, doing doing that live. And so, a producer and um, uh, executive producer or whoever can be either on set or on um, or in an edit day somewhere, anywhere. They can be shooting in in czechoslovakia and they could be at you know warner studios in los angeles and they can you know pretty much see live what they're shooting and they can have that editor or themselves mark that take and that shot and and pretty much do away with a lot of of um of busy work a lot of hard work and and a lot of um not, I wouldn't say jobs, because that's there's going to always be jobs in that in that industry. They're just going to change, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, being able to do that live is just something that I know a lot of my producer friends have been, just, you know, um, craving for that, because uh, I know many times I've sat in video villages and, and I've had my notebook and written down, or I've had my laptop and and put down, you know, all that time code, I like that take, I like that, you know, the way, you know, uh, he turned his head and the way she, you know, looked at him and and going by my storyboard and going by, you know, the script and having to make this, well, now you just probably pull up your laptop and just mark that, you know, and it's done and it's sent to your notes and it's immediately sent to the editor so you can pretty much simultaneously edit a movie as you're shooting it, you know, and to me, that, is the most um that's what has changed so much is is going from that that physical media to the electronic media that i you mm-hmm. know experienced through my 20 plus years career and still for that that matter of uh, experiencing here you know in, in this job
0: mm-hmm. those are definitely interesting insights into how the industry you know as a whole used to work in the past just you know from the physical going to the digital it definitely sounds like a jarring change for people who have, you know, worked with both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to thank you for coming out today, Adam, just oh, because, right. you know, it's taking time out of your busy schedule to come here and talk about, you know, just the industry uh, marketing and movies as a whole. I mean, they're both very interesting industries, and I want to thank you for taking that time out.
1: Oh, well, you're, you're, you're so welcome, and I, and I appreciate the opportunity to come out and speak and, and talk to you, Chris, about this and, and everything, and it's been, it's been, a, pl- it's been a pleasure. All
0: right. Well, that's going to about about do it for this episode of the Masscom Troubleshooter Podcast. Make sure you tune in again right after this episode right here on Anchor and Spotify for our very last episode. So make sure you tune in right after this.